Um, as Matt said, we're going to talk about prayer this morning, uh, the Lord's Prayer. Um, prayer is important. Uh, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 38, we read about a man called Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a righteous and godly man, but he became very sick. He was almost to death and really sick. And the prophet Isaiah was sent by God to talk to Hezekiah. And Isaiah came and he told Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. And he began to pray to God. And he wept as he prayed bitterly to God. And then God spoke to Isaiah the prophet again. And he said, I want you to go to Hezekiah and tell him this. Tell him, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will add to your days 15 years. And as a sign that he was going to really do this, He caused the sun to stop and reverse course. And it went back 10 hours in the sky. Just the opposite direction. And you know, Hezekiah lived exactly to the day 15 more years. Exactly. Is prayer effective? Oh, yes. Prayer is powerful, a powerful thing when we pray to God. Do you ever make poor decisions? Are you sometimes unwise? Do you have, do you have struggles with sin? Would you like to have a closer relationship to God? There are many, many benefits to prayer that we have as Christians. Vines defines prayers as a means by which believers communicate with God. And it may seem hard to believe, but the almighty creator of the universe wants you to communicate with him. Isn't that awesome? What a privilege and an honor we have as Christians to pray to God. There are many benefits. Forgiveness of sin. John says in 1 John 1 and verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you believe this? I do. You know, John was talking to Christians here, and it's, it's a great benefit we have. We need to ask God for forgiveness don't we? We need to be repent and do that. Prayer also reminds us how much we depend on God. It's easy to forget sometimes how much we depend on God for everything. And when we pray, it reminds us of that, how much we depend on Him. Prayer can also shield us from sin. Charles Spurgeon used to say, This prayer prayer will make you leave off sinning, or sinning will make you leave off praying. You know, the more 
the more you pray, the more you have God's presence in your life, the closer you are with God in that relationship with Him, the less you are likely to do the things that you'll later regret. So prayer, having an active, continual prayer in your heart and during the day, you know, can help you to not sin. Prayer can give us peace. Paul wrote in Philippians 4 and verse 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Wouldn't you like to have more peace in your life? Prayer can give you that. Are you a worrier? Do you, do you worry about things? Is something coming up in the future? Are you worried about the Christmas holidays and the traveling and family and all? Is, sometimes the holidays can become a big thing of worry. Pray to God. Pray about it. Prayer, prayer can help give you peace. It can focus your mind on the things that are really important, the things that really matter. And sometimes we, we worry about things that aren't that important in the big picture. Prayer can help you, give you peace in your life. Prayer can give you wisdom. James 1 and verse 5 says, if you, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. Wouldn't you like to be more wise? The Bible says, if you want wisdom, ask God and he will give it to you. The scripture cannot lie. Well, Solomon, Solomon asked for wisdom and he prayed for wisdom. First Kings chapter 3 and 10, he asked God for wisdom. And it says the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And then God said to him, because you have asked this thing and not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but ask for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. God made Solomon the richest man or the wisest man in the world and also the richest man in the world. He gave him what he asked for because he did not seek glory for himself and riches and things for himself. But he sought what God needed or wanted from him. And he gave him everything. You know, did you know that there's a right way to pray? There's also a wrong way to pray. And in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus starts out talking about prayer. And he talks about how we should not pray. And there are, there's a way that you can pray that's not pleasing to God. And Jesus talks about this. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5, in the Sermon on the Mount, he says... He starts out by saying, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, 
For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Jesus talks here about someone who is praying to be seen by others. Praying to be imp- so others would be impressed with Him. And He says if you do that, if that's why you're praying, your prayers won't be heard. And He says if that's the case, you need to go and find a private place. If that's your motivation for prayer, you need to find a private place and talk to God alone. Because God can hear you wherever you're at. And then he goes on to say, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore do not be like them. For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. You need to be sincere when you pray. Don't just repeat the same words and phrases over and over again. Prayer isn't a performance. It isn't reading a script. God isn't impressed that you know a lot of words. Prayer is communicating with God, telling Him what's on your heart. You know... Children, if you think about children, when children want something, they don't come to their parents with a long speech and go on and on with many long words. They humbly ask for what they want, you know. We should be more like children when we humbly come before God in love and reverence and dependence on Him and ask for the things we we need. Well, after telling us how not to pray, Jesus shows us how to pray. In Matthew 6 and verse 9, He says, In this manner, therefore, pray. It's our Father in heaven. Hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So is this... The script that Jesus wants us to repeat over and over every time we pray? No. No, this is, this is an example of a prayer that is pleasing to God. Looking at this prayer, we see that Jesus prays for six things. He prays for God's glory. And God's kingdom. And God's will. And then he prays for our food. 
and our forgiveness and our deliverance. And those are the six things he prays for. You know, we're pretty good about praying for the things that we want. That's usually not a problem. How often do we pray about what God wants? You know, how often would we pray for God's glory and His kingdom, the church, and His will? That's important. That was half of Jesus' prayer. James, Jesus asked for that that God's for God's glory and His kingdom and His will. You know why would God why would God care about what you want if you don't care what He wants? It's important that we care about what God wants. We should pray. For God's glory. That God would be glorified here today and forever. We should want that. We should pray for His kingdom, His church. That Jesus gave His life for. We should pray for His will. That His will would be done today. Can you imagine what a wonderful world this would be? If God's will was just done everywhere. All the time. It'd be heaven, wouldn't it? We should want that. His will be done. He deserves our praise. You know, Jesus begins and ends this prayer by praising God. He deserves. I know way more praise than I give him. He deserves our honest appreciation. Not flattering words. Not telling God what you think He wants us to hear. You know. But honest appreciation for all that He's given us in the past and what He continues to give us every day. And then pray for what you need. Jesus prayed for food today. He didn't pray for food for the whole year. He prayed for today. What he needed today. James says in 4 and verse 3, he says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. We should ask for the things we truly need not the luxuries of this world. And then Jesus asked for forgiveness. Not that Jesus had any need to be forgiven for anything. But He did this for us. We all need forgiveness. We all sin. And we have to repent and ask God for forgiveness. But we also have to have a forgiving heart towards others. And this is the only point that Jesus went on to expand on later after the prayer. Forgiving other people. 
He said in the next verse, Matthew 6 and 14, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I don't know how Jesus could have made this any plainer, do you? If you forgive other people, God will forgive you. If you don't forgive other people, God's not going to forgive you. You need to forgive people. And last, Jesus prays for deliverance from temptation. He prays that we would be kept away from temptation and the evil one. You know, each of you knows the things that tempt you the most. It's different for you and me and everybody what those things are. But we all have things. And it's important that we try to keep those temptations out of our lives as best we can. It's important to try to move the stumbling stones from your path as you walk the Christian life, the things that make you stumble. And isn't it also good to have God's help in removing these temptations from our life. That's what Jesus prayed for. To keep the things that tempt us away. Let's pray for that like like Jesus did. And as, as we learn from the book of Job, the only one keeping Satan from just absolutely destroying our lives, is God. He's keeping him away from us. He would love to just wipe us out, to make our lives miserable. But God is protecting us from him, and we should pray that he continues to do so. That the evil in this world, that he so much stirs up, would be kept away from us. As much as possible. We should pray for that as Jesus showed us to. God is the only one that can keep a lot of that evil away from us. We must be humble when we pray. Peter said in Peter, 1 Peter 5 and 6, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, For He cares for you. Remember who you're talking to when you pray. And give Him the respect and honor He deserves. But also be confident when you pray. John said in 1 John 5 and 14, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. Never doubt your prayer. You know, you may not always always get the things that you ask for. Sometimes God says no. He told His Son no right before the cross. 
but you can guarantee that his answer to your prayer will be exactly what you need the most. It will be the best thing for you because he loves you so much. You know, sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. Be confident. Be confident in your prayer. That will bring good things to your life. It always will. I hope, I hope the things we've talked about today will be useful to you. If you're not praying as much as you should, try to pray more this week. Try to come up with a routine, a way at something that will trigger you to pray, to remember to pray to God. If you're not praying diligently often, you're missing out on one of the greatest benefits we have as Christians. Consider whether you're praying enough. And think about think about how Jesus prayed. Spend some time thinking about his prayer. And try to make your prayers pleasing to God. And think about what God wants when you pray. I don't do that enough. I, I realize that. And I hope... God, and I know God will bless you so much if you'll pray more. And that's what I want for each of you today. We're going to offer a song of invitation now and would be glad to pray for any of you that wants the prayers of the church. Please come forward, sit on the front pew as we stand and sing.